0: Continuing the last week's topic, last week was how to burst the balloon of lust and we had discussed in detail, although I discussed earlier also that this topic is something which we cannot cover in just one, seven, one session and just in the last week we had tried covering the at least the basic problem part, what is the problem and what is the effect of a person on a person's life is not able to control this enemy called as lust and we had discussed from the very many references from Vedic literature from bhagavad-gita what bhagavad-gita Bhagavad Gita talks about this enemy called lust what arjuna is asking to krishna how he is not able to control his senses and everything we had discussed in detail in the last session and today we will try to cover we will do a little recap also at the same time we will also try to cover uh, the conclusion how to ultimately what the scripture says, what the Apad Gita says, how to understand this enemy and how to control it. Because understanding the problem is the first step towards solution. So last week I little bit tried to understand what is this problem. We will do a little uh, recap, small recap of that. And then we will discuss the part which is talks about how to control this thing as per the scripture point of view. So many people, they try many, many things in order to control these things and uh, sometimes artificially, sometimes they consult some doctor and everything, but it is not possible. Artificially you cannot control this enemy contest. you need to have transcendental knowledge at the same time, and detachment of there are that we will discuss. As the verse is saying, I will just try to cover uh, some recap uh, so that all those who have missed previous session, they can uh, Understand what we're discussing at the same time, those who have attended, they can also have a revision so that they can have a proper understanding. What is this problem? So Prahlad Maharaj is praying, Yan meatunadi grah me di sukam with cham kandu nayena karayora dukkha dukkam. Trapyantine karpana bahu dukkha bhaja kandu tivam manasijam vishaeta dhi So what does that mean? Sex life is compared to the rubbing of two hands to relieve an itch. Grahamedis, so-called grahastha, who have no spiritual knowledge, think that this itching is the greatest platform of happiness, although actually it is a source of distress. The krapanas, the fools who are just the opposite of brahmanas, are not satisfied by repeated sensuous enjoyment. Those who are dhira, however, who are sober, and who tolerate this itching are not subjected to the suffering of fools and bastards. So this verse specifically talks about the sex urge and the activity of uh, the activity of uh, sex. How it is very very dangerous for a person who actually want to understand what is the real goal, goal, goal of life. So 99.99% people in the world, even more than that in today's generation, they don't have any idea whatsoever that what is this problem or actually they don't think it's a, it is a kind of a problem at only They think it's a kind of enjoyment. That's why this verse says they think it is the highest level of pleasure in this material world. So, for them, if a person can enjoy this pleasure to the greatest extent, he can understand he will be thinking that he is a person who has uh, achieved the greatest pleasure, understood experience the greatest pleasure in this material world. But that is actually a source of distress, for Pradhaj Manaj is telling. And Krishna also very nicely talks about Bhagavad Gita about this enemy. And Arjuna asks this question to Krishna that, why it is so somehow I am forced to act some act, even though without my uh, desire, I know it is wrong, I don't want to do it. But somehow or the other, I am forced by it. Why sometimes it happens that I don't want to do particular activity. But because of some force, I am doing that. And Krishna replies that force is nothing but lust. That is the greatest enemy of a living entity. And that impulse a living entity to act sinfully, this lust. So if a person is not aware and does not understand how to control and what are the ill effects of... uh, indulging in it. Ultimately, he will be a loser. That's why it is mentioned here. That's why uh, Bhagavatam again says Para, bhava, stavad, abod, jata. That means a person's greatest defeat. What is the greatest defeat of a living entity? Not that he is not able to achieve some job or is not able to get some promotion or is not able to get married or is not able to get some education. This is not the, this is not the real, the, the ultimate defeat of life. The ultimate defeat of life, a person that he is, even though is a human body, is not able to understand the real goal of life, and he's not able to achieve that. That is the ultimate defeat of a living entity. And then Krishna also says the same thing. Uh, Thus, the living entity's pure consciousness becomes covered by his eternal enemy in the form of lust, which never satisfied, which burns like fire. So, sometimes as we discuss, people think that if I am heavy lusty thought, I, somehow whether I can engage myself in lusty, I can fulfill the lusty desires, I'll be satisfied. But this verse says ultimately something else. It is something like pouring ghee inside the water, inside the uh, fire. If you are pouring ghee, then what will happen? It will not, the fire will be more and more uh, dangerous. Instead of stopping, the fire should stop, the blazing fire should stop. Ultimately, what will happen? The force of the fire will increase. So sense gratification, indulging sense gratification is something like that. Thinking that if I get if I indulge myself, I will be happy, I will be satisfied, that is not possible. So example was given of an itch. Suppose there some sometimes there is an itch kind of thing and you want to scratch it. And what happens if you keep on scratching, ultimately there will be there will be an injury and you have to suffer many more times after that. So sex life is something like that only. It give you it will give you some pleasure in the beginning, but ultimately it is a source of misery. And these some of the points we discuss. This world is called as Matune Agara. That means in this material world, a person is being captured by the shackles of sex life. Just like in a prison house, a prisoner is captured with the help of shackles. In this material world, a person is actually captured by the shackles of sex life and that's why every man is attracted towards a woman and vice versa and they are so much sometimes attached that even though at the time of death also they are not able to give each other and what happens because of that again we have to come with this material world this is the first thing the person is get entangled in this material world this is the first thing second that actually a person may enjoy some time but ultimately that is a source of misery because you get more and more attached to this material world. You and more attached to bodily conception of life, bodily happiness. And Prabhupada gives a very nice example. That's why you see, even though today we have many, so many, uh, so many options available for sense gratification. Now, today is, it is not very difficult for a person to satisfy his lusty desires because many things are available outside. But what happens, even though you do so many things, not, not not after lusty desire, even after everything, a person is able to let's say, uh, fulfill desire of tongue, then belly, then genitals, and any other so-called desire of mind, intelligence, ego, even all the bodily concept, if he's is able to satisfy, still he'll, he'll actually is not, he, although he's satisfying everything, but he's still not peaceful. He's always and always, again and again, he's in so much of trouble. Why it is so? because they are not able to focus on the real person. That's the example of a fish. Just like a fish, you take a fish out of water and then you give everything to that fish. Best possible arrangements, you give that fish. Fish will not be comfortable. Ultimately, fish will die. Why? Because fish is actually meant to live inside the water. If you take that fish out of the water, it can it can never remain happy no matter how much you try to give him. In a similar way, the living entity is Jivere Sarupa Anitya Krishna Das. The real Sarupa or living entity is, it is a Das of Krishna, the servants of Krishna. Till that time he is not engaged in service of Krishna, he will never ever satisfied. Whatever we try, we will try to purchase this phone and that phone, we will try to purchase this laptop, that laptop, we want to purchase this, we want to go to this country or that country, we want to change wife, we want to change husband, we want to change boss, anything you try till the time Jeeva Sarupanithira Krishna Das he will not be able to become happy. At the same time, very nicely, one Acharya says, Jeeva Krishna Das, ei Vishwas, Kaliya aur dukh nahi. If a person understands that a Jeeva, a living entity is a Das of Krishna, Jeeva Krishna Das, ei Vishwas, if we have this kind of faith, that I am Das of Krishna, Kaliya aur dukh nahi. There is no problem at all in this material world. This is the issue. We are not able to understand. That's why we are trying to bring that happiness to this way or that way, to different, different artificial means. And ultimately, we are we are suffering. Instead of becoming satisfied, we are suffering. And one more defeat because of lust is that lust destroys the urge of self-realization because it again and again reinforces the bodily concept of life. The more a person is indulged in self-gratification, he is actually uh, blocking his way towards uh, self-realization and that's why a person is more lusty. He will not be able to understand About He will not be even, even, even asking the questions what is self-realization. It actually destroys the urge of self-realization. That's what. And then we discuss it is a very very low kind of pleasure because even animals have this kind of pleasure. And life after life we are having this kind of pleasure. So it is a very very tucham, it is not a very high gate pleasure, it is a very very tuch pleasure. Although we think it is a very, very high gain pleasure, but in terms of scriptures, in terms of shastra, it is a very, very low grade pleasure. And, and it is a source of misery, not only once, but always. Always it is a source of misery. This kind of pleasure. And neha karpana vahu dukha bhaja, it will never be ever be satisfied. Krapana means a person who is miser. So miser generally we think that the person miser means who has money but he is not spending. This is the something we understand is to miser. But our scriptures have a broader view. Miser means a person, he is also called as miser in this world who has received this human form of life but is not utilizing for Krishna consciousness, not, not utilizing for centralization. He also called as Krapana means a miser. He is not spending what he has. He has such a Nice opportunity in form of life that he can come out of this. All the problems of birth, that old disease, everything, the sex life and all these are very big problems. He can come out of it, but he's not spending his time and energy in that. That's why it's called as Krapana. That means a miser. And this, this problem is not like once and twice. Again and again it will give you trouble. That we discuss about manesijam. Manasijam means it is in your brain, it is your mind. We think it's a great pleasure, but actually, it is all about manasijam. Manasijam means it is simply amplified pleasure. Just like we discussed, let's say there is a mobile, you go, you go and purchase a mobile phone. The real price of that mobile phone is, let's say, 5000 rupees. But you amplified so much in your brain. That this mobile is the ultimate goal of my life. If I don't have this phone, that my life is based. So then you are ready to pay even 10,000 also for that phone. So that means the real price of that phone was 5,000 only. But because of amplification within your mind, you have paid 10,000 and you are a loser now. In a similar way, yes, sex life has a value, has a some pleasure. That's why Krishna says, I am the sex life which is which is not against the religious principles. But what we have done because of our advancement in civilization, because we are advanced now, earlier it was very abnormal to hear, at least in India, that a teacher is uh, having an affair with a student and vice versa. But now it is very, very common that a teacher is having an affair. Somebody was telling me he is a student of IIT Bombay so he said it is very common, Prabhuji, that our professor, he calls us for a weekend party and there's a every week there will be a party and then party, what will be there? In party, all the boys and girls will come together. They will drink, they will eat non-wage, they will sing, uh, they will dance on the so-called songs of this uh, movies and all. And like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, then they will go back and sleep. This is very common nowadays. So they are not able to understand what is the position of a guru. Guru means, <laughs> anyway, there is no guru now. Only they are trying to become a guru. But real guru is, he is on the level of Hari. That is a real guru. But because we are advancing now, it is very common to have affair with a student and teacher and professor or student or whatever it may be. So that is the reason of advancement. And this, the more we advance in material life, this more Manishijam It is a very, very important place to understand Because if we are not able to have this knowledge, we are getting trapped again and again. Just like it is a kind of a loop, habit loop. You do it, you get some pleasure. Then again you do it, again get some pleasure. You again do it, again get some pleasure. And ultimately, you are entangled into it. You are not able to come out of it. And all in brain, all in mind. But there is a way we can come out of it. Our scripture says this thing. It is possible to come out of it. It is not that. It is not possible. It is difficult, definitely, because it is a natural urge of the body. It is not that uh, just like there is a nature force. If you have to tackle it. You should know how to tackle it. Similarly, this is also a natural force of the body. You should know how to tackle it by having a proper understanding of it. What it is all about. So how to handle it? And why it is a monism? very nice example is given uh, about this camel. So camel is an animal that takes pleasure in eating thorns. If you see camel, he will be eating thorns very nicely. And what happens when the camel eats thorns and thorns get mixed with the blood, which is coming out of his own body, his own tongue. Camel likes it a lot. When this thorns getting mixed with the blood of camel his own camel he thinks it's own blood so camel thinks that it is very very tasty thing something i'm eating very very tasty but what happens that is not tasty it is camel's blood only what he is tasting so what is mentioned here the camel is a kind of animal that takes pleasure in eating thorns the thorns mixed with the fresh blood create a taste for the foolish camel and so he enjoys the thorn eating business with false pleasure please understand there is no pleasure in it but he has assumed that pleasure and the pleasure is coming out of his own blood a person who wants to enjoy a family life or the worldly life of so called enjoyment is compared to the camel we are not knowing that we are actually eating our own we are only drinking our own blood we are thinking that we are enjoying but we are actually getting entangled that is about entire sex life a person loses his strength, a person loses his memory and everything, he indulges unrestrictly in this thing. And that we have seen in the last time we have seen that video, Tiger Woods. So, Tiger Woods, he has number one athlete at one point of time in the world. But because of one thing, he has to lose, lose everything. So, that's why we should understand how to control this thing. And that's why this word says is, those who are dhira, however, who are sober and who tolerate this itching are not subjected to the sufferings of fools and rascals. So, the first thing is to understand is we have to tolerate it. Please understand, we have to tolerate it. If we don't tolerate, and this is the very, very important art which a person used to live in Vedic civilization, used to learn in Vedic civilization. How to be tolerant and patient and satisfied whatever we have, because tolerance is missing these days. A person wants to do everything and everything immediately he wants, immediately he want everything. That's a, even, that's, that, that, that is kind of training also child is getting these days. Because parents are running both, parents, father and mother both are running. As soon as child wants something, immediately father will give or mother will, will give. There is no training that how to live a life of where you are, have to tolerate something. Maybe some things are not available with you. We have to tolerate, you have to be uh, you have to show tolerance at that time. But because this training is not there, person immediately wants pleasure, immediately. And as soon as you get pleasure immediately, ultimately, it will not be good for you. So, Shriyash and prayers, two kind, two kind of things are there. Priyash means immediate benefit. Immediately, you, you want something, you get it, you are happy. But ultimately, in the long run, that is a problem for you. That is a poison for you. So, nectar in the beginning, but poison at the end. That is called as prayers But shrius is what? Poison at the beginning, but nectar at the end. Just like a child. He wants to play always. And parents say, please, you go and study. So, he will see uh, the, for the child, that is prayers is why so they are disturbing. Let me play nicely. But the parents knows that if he play right now, just keep on playing ultimately, he will suffer in future life. So, immediate benefit, I can play. But future is a loss that I have to suffer life. A similar way if you simply understand this thing that we have to tolerate just like prabhupada also arjuna also asked the same question that krishna you are telling very very no big big things that we are not this body we are soul and everything but what about when i see i there is my, my in front of me so many people are dying my reality prabhupada says yes krishna says yes it is a problem but we have to tolerate it simply tolerate it do not go after it do not be a person Who's trying to fulfill that desire? Just tolerate it. And by, by understanding the art of tolerance, you'll be able to control it also. You will see. Slowly, you will be able to control it. You have to tolerate it. That's why Krishna says, That means you have to be tolerant. Titi means tolerate. You have to make sure that you are not indulging in it. So, first thing is that. do not indulge but tolerate it patience have patience and this tolerance is missing that's why we see we are seeing these days so many problems are there in this world and now not only this is the only one part of the solution one part of the solution is you have to tolerate it. But tolerance also will not last for a long time if you do not, undis- do, not do the next part. What is the next part? Let us understand. So, next part is actually what is this lust? So, very nicely, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami he says in uh, Amrita, that, vansha, kamna, Krishna Chaitanya Charita that Admendriya Priti Vancha Dhare Kamana Krishna Indriya Priti Vancha Kari Premanam. That means if a person is indulging his own sense gratification, that is called as lust. But if a person is engaged in Krishna satisfaction, that is called as love. So ultimately, love is nothing, lust is nothing but a transformation of love in this material world. That's why it is called as, this material world is called as perverted reflection of spiritual world. Whatever in spiritual world is the lowest thing, it is in highest thing is material world. The 15th chapter of Bhagavad Gita talks about this. Adoshaka. that when it is a kind of tree which has a root upwards and branches downwards and where it happens in a, in a reflection. So in a reflection, the, the root will come upwards and the branches will come downwards. Similarly, in this material world is called as perverted reflection of spiritual world. So the spiritual world, love is the highest thing between Krishna and Yeshwada Krishna and Gopis, Krishna is Nandi Maharaj, like that. But the same love becomes lust in this material world. And that's why we see that although all of us, all of us has this tendency of loving someone, we love society, parents, family, teacher, brother, and nation, all these things. We try to love someone. If nobody is there, people will keep a dog and love him ultimately. So they have a tendency to love. Everyone has a tendency to love. But... The tendency is actually not love. That is called as lust. Because as soon as you see, even though a boy or a girl is very nicely living each other, thinking that, okay, oh, I am in love with you. Before marriage, they will be like, I cannot live without you. You are my everything. They will exchange messages you know, every now and then. And they will try to speak to each other every now and then. And they will, they will speak hours together with each, other, with each other over phone only. And uh, many things happen. So-called love in this material world. What, what happens after marriage? Before marriage, they were telling, I cannot live without you. After marriage, they would tell, I, can, I cannot live with you. Please go away. So what is this kind of love? This is not real love. This is actually lust. Because now, my satisfaction is getting over now. So now I want some, someone else. Like that. In every kind of relationship you see in this material world, is actually not love, it's a lust. If a servant is serving his master, is not serving his master because of love. It is serving because he wants some pinch, some pay, some salary. If the master does not give salary, servant will not work. And any kind of relationship, you should, there is a, some some kind of exchange of uh, some benefits. And that is called as lust. That is not love. Love is called as unconditional. pratihata? That means there is no condition involved in that. Conditional level, conditional less love. And that is shown by gopis. So that's when this material. Sometimes you see in movies also, you know, real love, such a and all. This is nothing. It is simply another form of lust. We can cover it in different way. We can wrap in a different way and present in a a beautiful. But ultimately, is nothing else but lust But real love, you will find with Krishna among the devotees. Just like Raja just like gopis. They are ready to do everything, anything for Krishna. They do not think at all about their personal gratification. If they want to serve Krishna, they will do anything whatever is required. Just like we had a discussion in one of the sessions we discussed, once Krishna got headache, this Krishna wanted to show Rukmani how, what is the position of gopis because generally they used to hear the gopis are very great devotees. So, Krishna wanted to show Rukmani what is the level of devotion what is the level of devotion which Gopis has? Gopis have, so he he you know Krishna makes some arrangement and he told that now I am having a headache and my headache can be only be removed if it, I can get dust of my one of my devotees feet, then only this headache can be removed. So then people approached many many uh, people like uh, they they approached all the people of Dwarkar. but they say no. How can I be allowed? If the dust of our feet will go to Krishna's and then we'll go to hell. Or when we allow this then they went to some different different many many people they went everybody everybody said no but finally they go they went to Pradhavan and they asked gopis and Gopi immediately without thinking second time immediately said yes if Krishna is satisfied please take all the dust off my feet no problem let nevertheless never mind, let me go to hell. I don't mind at all. let Krishna be satisfied. that is called as real love. Where a devotee is trying to sacrifice anything for Krishna, anything, the so-called society, friends, family, anything is ready to satisfy just to please Krishna. That is called as love. That also we see in this material world. It's like in material world, a so-called lover, so-called boy and girl will leave family, society, and they will go against each other, against, against anyone in this material world, so that they can live together. But ultimately, after some time, that love will go. Because that is what there was not real love. That was simply you can say attraction, infatuation, whatever we can tell it. And after some time, when reality comes, that love is not there. So love is the propensity. All of us have this propensity to love. It is not a crime, but we don't know right now how to where to apply that propensity properly. That's why we are trying to apply this propensity of family, society, world, and animals, and this thing, that thing. But well, ultimately, we are not getting, now, not getting satisfied. Now seeing propensity when we engage, apply, instead of applying on this material world, if we apply on Krishna's and the devotee of Krishna, understanding what Krishna, then the soul gets real pleasure, real happiness. And that happens by a person after many, many births. It is not easy. After many, many births, when a person becomes learned, he surrenders unto me. Krishna is telling. To the time a person surrendered to Krishna, it is not possible to develop love because the first condition of love is surrender. Hopis were surrendered to Krishna. All the Prajvasis, they were surrendered. So, what, anytime any problem used to come, they simply used to go to Krishna. They were knowing, Prabhupada said, they were knowing that if I do this thing, I, I fear, if I go there, I live in trouble. But they had that much faith nobody, no, I'll go. Krishna is there, he will take care. So, knowingly also, they'll go some trouble. So, Krishna will take care. <laughs> So, they have that much faith on Krishna's words. So, surrender is the first principle in order to love, develop love for Krishna. So, that was exhibited by devotees. Now, now, in our case, right now, that love is their so-called love, which is lust right now, is applied in so many places. And that's why we are not able to control this thing. And what Krishna is in Bhagavad gita very important. He says, "Vishaya vinivartante nira, nira, Vishya Vishaya vinivartante." So Krishna is telling the embodied soul may be restricted from sense enjoyment. So the taste for the sense object remains. But seizing such engagement by experiencing a higher taste, he is fixed in his consciousness. That means when a person gets higher taste in his life, automatically he will leave lower taste. So this sense gratification, this sex life or lust, it is actually a lower taste. Why? Because we don't have experience of higher taste right now. We have a restaurant in our school, Temple. The name is Higher Taste. Higher Taste means it is higher than any other so-called bhoga. It is a prasad. So when you eat higher taste, automatically you will lose the taste of so-called bhoga, material things. Similarly, when we experience, because ultimately the nature of the soul is it wants Ananda. It wants Ananda of soul wants pleasure. But right now, the soul is trying to get the pleasure in material things. It can be, it can be woman, it can be man, it can be any other thing. Ultimately, it's a different form of lust. Not lust, as I told, not necessarily that man and woman is a lust. Any other activity which are tangible, independent is a lust. So, soul wants to get pleasure in it. But, as I told, the real nature of soul is, again, it is a Das. Anandamaya Abhyasad. But, it is a Nitya Krishna Das. So, till the time, that soul did not, does not engage in the service of Krishna, it can never, ever be happy, No matter how much we try. And all these are lower taste, this lust, anger, and the, all this material enjoyment actually has called as lower taste. And how to control this lower taste, how to capture this lower taste by engaging ourselves in higher taste, the developing higher taste. Just to give an example, let's say you're eating, you're very, very hungry. And you have two options available. One side you have a very nice uh sweet called kurab jamun or whatever it may be. Very nice. And other side you have some sukha chapati. So definitely any sane person will try to go for nice jamun because he has a higher taste. Why he will go into that lower taste, which is sukha chapati, dry chapati. So similarly, when a person gets higher taste, he'll automatically use the lower taste. That's why. Sometimes people say, how is it that devotees are so young, they left everything and they are joined this con movement, they are doing brainwashing. The People say like this, you would have heard many times. And they are making young people as doing brainwashing and making them fool and everything by making making them into sadam, this kind of things. But they do not understand that the soul has got that pleasure. The soul, the fish which was out of water for so many lifetimes, after touching Krishna prasadam, after hearing Krishna kata, after engaging Krishna consciousness, after dancing for Krishna, that soul has revived that pleasure. That's why it is Prabhupada says that Krishna consciousness is not an artificial imposition on the mind. It is not artificially that somebody is being made Krishna conscious. No. Nitya Siddha Krishna Bhakti Sadhu Kabuna, it is mentioned in Chaitanya Dhritamrita. That is Krishna Bhakti is Nitya. Nitya Siddha Krishna Bhakti Sadhu Kabunai. As soon as a person starts hearing about Krishna, automatically it revives. It is not that it is artificially somebody is imposing, no, you have to become Krishna conscious, you have to leave everything. No, it is not artificial. It is very, very, uh, if a person is doing artificially, he cannot do for a long time. Ultimately, again, he will come down on the same position. Till that time, the higher tastes are developed, he cannot leave the lower taste. And actually, it is higher taste, Krishna consciousness. That's why, even though, just like a boy, for the time being, he has a higher taste in that girl or what whatever it may be. He will leave everything. He will not think of family, he will not think of society. He will go and get married and whatever. But ultimately, after some time, reality will come. In the similar way, when it becomes devotee, become Krishna conscious. He never thinks of everything, anything else. Gopis did not think anything else. They have to satisfy their family or what if they want to simply satisfy Krishna. So that is a very important thing. Till that time, this lower taste is not coming. Higher taste is not coming. We will always keep on asking for lower taste for this material world. And that has to be practiced. It's like, just like Rahu says, that we have to practice. We have to develop taste. Our taste in chanting. We have to develop taste in hearing. We have to develop our taste in chanting about Krishna, hearing about Krishna, speaking about Krishna. So when we develop taste in all these activities, then these lower modes will not uh, take away our consciousness. Otherwise, sometimes it happens. Most of the time it happens, we are not conscious. The lower modes will take away and then we will do end up doing something, wrong activity and then ultimately we will be uh, disappointed. So it's a very, very important verse that we have to develop our taste in higher sense. How do you have developed higher taste? Nectar in of instruction, if you have read that book, very nice book written by Rupa Goswami. So he writes one verse, I think 7th or 8th verse somewhere in size. What is the essence of entire instruction of Krishna consciousness? What is the essence? So he says the essence of entire instruction is that that one should spend his entire day, entire life nicely chanting and hearing about Krishna and relishing that taste. It is the essence of entire instruction of a devotee. So till the time the mind is not engaged in higher sense, it will always ask for lower test. But what is higher taste? Higher taste can be developed in dividing, doing performing devotional service, engaging ourselves for Krishna's service. Otherwise, artificially not possible. We have to engage our senses. If we don't engage our senses for Krishna's service, by default, our senses will be engaged in the service of Maya or sense gratification. Just like devotees, Prabhupada was there when these disciples were there. So they were not having any uh, and they as we discussed many times, they were westerners. They had all the facilities available outside India at their home, but they left everything and they came on the order of Srila Prabhupada, who was a 70 years old person. On the order of Prabhupada, they came to India to establish entire movement. What Prabhupada said, You go to Vrindavan, establish a temple, we go to Mayakun, you make a temple, you go to uh, Mumbai, you, you establish a temple. But they were not suffering. All the one Mataji was telling. She was, uh, she's, I think from California somewhere, I forgot, but her name is Radha Kund Mataji. So she was explaining and sharing her experience that although she was very qualified from such a, you know, educated country and everything, India, she was actually going with her husband on a bicycle, on a rented bicycle. So although she had everything, but she left everything, they came to India and India, what she was doing, not some business. She was going with her husband on a bicycle every day to distribute books to make some life members. And that that she was saying that was the that was a time we were in actually the great greatest bliss we have that time. Although we were having some bodily pleasure, bodily difficulties, and that will be there. Tapasya means there will be some difficulty initially. But tapo deve putra Kayena sudhet sattva. Just like a materialistic person is doing so many so much of tapasya for material advancement. Devotee also does take some voluntary tapasya in order to advance in spiritual life. So the devotees took a lot of tapasya. They had option that they can go back and do something, but they stayed in India, they served Prabhupada, Naicin, ultimately they were in bliss. So practically you can see how Krishna consciousness is totally opposite of material things. Material thing means I have to I have to accumulate more and more. I should have many things. I should have this thing. I should have that thing. I should have this phone. I should have that watch. I should have have that house, that car. I want to accumulate many, many things. I want to become happy. But a devotee on the other side want to leave everything for Krishna's service. And whatever comes at the prasad, he will accept it. So that's why it is called as transcendental pleasure. It is not material pleasure. It is transcendental. It is beyond this material pleasure which a person can experience there. So till that time we are not engaging ourselves in service of the Lord. It is it is very very artificial to control senses. That's why again we come back to the same uh, same line from where we stopped. Many times people say, "I am seeing I am seeing now. I am now positively engaged. I am doing this thing, that thing. I am not having anything." But as soon as you stop, the, same, the 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 process of Krishna consciousness. As soon as you stop chanting, as soon as you stop hearing. As soon as you stop performing devotional service, again, you will come back to the same track. So that's why till the time person become 100% pure, he cannot leave chanting. And when a person 100% pure, he will automatically chant every time. Now, let us see what is the, what is the consciousness of a devotee who has reached that platform. We have discussed this first earlier also, but nevertheless, it is very, very important for us to understand what is the consciousness of a devotee who has reached to this understanding and he has totally controlled on his senses. That he says, Yamunacharya Yamunacharya one of the great Acharya, he said, vinde, uddyatam masir, tadavadi mukha Now you can see the consciousness of a devotee. What he's telling? Since my mind has engaged in the service of Lord, Lotus Feet of Lord Krishna and I have been enjoying an ever new transcendental humor. Whenever I think of sex life with a woman, my face at once turns it and I spit at that thought. So it is not an anti-woman statement. Somebody may not again, anti-woman, settlement come. We are against women. It is why not telling like that. For women, it is men. For men, it is women. Simply, we have to change one word, nothing else. So, every male should come to this position, and every male, female also should come to that position that she or he, whatever maybe, ultimately engage so much in Krishna's service that he she is not at all worried about the pleasure of this material world. You can see here, the time I have engaged my mind in Krishna lotus feet, I'm taking newer and newer pleasure every time and as soon as it's, I think of a enjoyment, I spit on that thought. So that is a that is a level of that is a level a devotee can reach by performing this process. And we have seen it is not let's say Haridas live example. Haridas Thakur was such a great devotee. He took birth in a family of a Maundan, and since he was he was he took birth in the Maundan family, he was practicing Krishna consciousness the um, the ruler that time was mounted. He sends one prostitute to, to, make, to make sure that Haridas Thakur uh, should uh, enjoy with the prostitute and ultimately he breaks his vow and whatever it may be. But haridas Thakur was so exalted that she prostitute came, but haridas Thakur was not at all bewildered. He was staunch in his following of Krishna consciousness and he told that my rounds are pending, let me chant and then Whatever you do, whatever you say, I'll do. But he was keep on chanting. Then the night got over. Again, next day, again, the prostitute came. Again, she told the same thing. And then Haridash Thakur said, you please sit there. I'll complete my round. After that, I will do whatever you say. Again, the same day, as next day also, same thing happened. And like the two, three days happened. And finally, she became a devotee. Because every day she was coming and she was hearing Haridash Thakur chanting. She also started chanting. And she became a nice devotee. So you can see. The pure devotee is so powerful that instead of any contaminations contaminating him, he made the contamination itself pure. The prostitute contaminated, but Ajita Astakur made her a devotee. So that is the power of a pure devotee, that he is not at all get uh, carried away by the forces of lust anger and grief. Now, how to do that? Very important thing is transcendental knowledge just like we are reading all these things from where it is coming. It is coming from Bhagavatam Bhagavad Gita. The kind of sloka I have shown. It is basically nothing but Bhagavad Gita only. So just we have to Transcendental knowledge is very very important. Knowledge and detachment, these two things are very very important to practice Krishna consciousness. Till that time we are attached to material things and this knowledge is missing, it is not possible to follow Krishna consciousness. So for understanding this knowledge, we have to uh, first of all, read Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, under the guidance of a devotee. Read Prabhupada books, very, very carefully, very systematically, scrutinizingly, we should read. And when we practice this knowledge in our real life, we do service, then we develop detachment for this material world. So, knowledge and detachment, both the things should go, go parallel. The real knowledge is, which, which brings about detachment. That is the real knowledge. So if a person is always reading Gita but is not attached, he is still attached to material world, to many, many material things, he has material desires, that means that is not, he has not understood what is real knowledge. Real knowledge will automatically bring Vharagya, detachment. Detachment to sensory pleasure, detachment to material world, detachment for so-called enjoyment is material world, and how can I engage in service of the Lord? Automatic, automatically, that feeling will come for the devotee who is engaged in Krishna's service oh, and who is having this transcendental knowledge. So we have to read, we have to gain this transcendental knowledge under the guidance of pure devotee. Otherwise, uh, we may may hear sessions like this every time, but there will be no effect of it, because we are not having transcendental knowledge and wisdom. And next thing is, as I told three things, engage in service of Krishna, engage in devotional service of Krishna, our senses become purified, and, and we we'll slowly and steadily, if we are engaged in Krishna's service, we will automatically develop distaste taste for this material world, And automatically, this lower modes will not trouble us. Then we have knowledge. And based on that knowledge, we have to act also. So knowledge is also very important. This is also very important. And practice of knowledge is also very, very important. So these things are very, very uh, sublime, which are mentioned in scriptures. Although we may try to control it to different way or sometimes, this also happens people they hear some motivational speaker so called and he will say no no it is not bad it is not bad to have lust you can enjoy it nicely no it is very very important to control otherwise you don't have control then we are animals just like animals they don't control they do not have any control it should be regulated it is not that it is denied in vedas we should not indulge in sense we should not indulge in sense gratification or we should not indulge in sex life no regulated enjoyment is is allowed for sense enjoyment, for example, a person wants to enjoy the sense gratification of sex life. So only thing what is he can do that for that he can create He can produce a nice child, Krishna conscious child, not for sense gratification. So if that thing is there, automatically just like these days, they are talking about abortion ban and all these things in US. But they don't understand what is the purpose behind it, purpose behind it ultimately. This is not meant for sense enjoyment. Just like Prabhupada says you are you are you are bringing so many rules and regulation of uh, no, just, uh, you no those you want to stop stop population and everything, your the population is getting encouraged, and ultimately you want to use so many other methods so that we should not produce child. But Prabhupada says if you follow Krishna consciousness, this is by nature. Nature has given it contrast all altogether that you only produce child under the sense gratification. When you want to produce a child, nothing else. And that too there is a process to get a child who is a devotee of the Lord. So not that if I want to sense gratification, let me do that. The more you indulge, the more you will be entangled. That's why it's called as Varagya Vidya. This is a knowledge which should develop detachment, not attachment. This material knowledge is knowledge of attachment, but spiritual knowledge is knowledge of detachment. Till the time person is not developed this art of detachment, he will ultimately be entangled here. Okay. So we have to read books very very nicely, systematically. Every day, Prabhupada said, At least one and all of my disciples, all of those who are following me, read my, my books. And the how, how to read, not that I'm reading and roaming around here and there. Nicely, we should read so that I can grasp grasp everything, whatever is mentioned there. And we have to engage in chanting the names of Krishna. So this dust lust is a very, very it's something like a dirty thing in our heart. And that dirty thing is not there from this life for many, many lives it is there. So very powerful weapon is required. And the powerful weapon is chanting of Huronim of Krishna. Please understand, don't under underestimate the power of Huronim. Sometimes we because we are chanting every day, we do not understand or do not uh, give proper value and attention to Huronim, but it is. Sarva Vedanta Saramish Bhagavatam Vishati. That is telling. Bhagavatam was what is telling Bhagavatam? Vedanta Saram Bhagavatam is telling that Namsangitana is Saru Bhapranashana. That means by doing naam and of Krishna's name, we can all the sinful reactions, Saru Pavapranashanam, they can be destroyed. So this is the value of the chanting of Hare Krishna mantra. You will find many, many verses, many, many places Prabhupada quotes from many, many references. How chanting Krishna's name can give us relief from all the sinful activities we have done in past life. So it is very, very powerful and practically you can see the person who's chanting offenselessly. Offenseless chanting is very, very important. One of the offenses in chanting is when we read 10 kinds of offenses, you remember we had a session also. The last offense is what? To develop material attachment, even after understanding so many sessions and subject matter. That means the person, although is chanting, but he has so many material desires. So it is a kind of offense. So, in that case, person may not be able to advance very fast to develop material advancement. And and also an offense to be inattentive while chanting. If a person is chanting but attention is not there, that means it's a kind of, again, an offense. So, the the heart becomes purified very, very fast. There is a very quick advancement if a person engages in devotional service and at the same time, he tries to chant offenseless chanting, at least for the time being. And you will see if a person is doing these both things, his advancement will be very, very swift. Very quick advancement will make. Otherwise, advancement may be there, but it is very, very slow advancement. So and now entire thing boys down, down to think that we have to engage in devotional service. We have to read Prabhupada books. And at the same time, we have to engage in mantra meditation. That is chanting Hare Krishna mantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Krishna Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, 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 Hare Hare. Nicely, you have to chant and hear this is the essence of entire advice. So lust is uh, sex, life. It is not, which is not, we cannot control it. It is possible to control it. It is It is possible to regulate it. But we should know how to do that. and That is Brahmacharya practice required. Brahmacharya is the first thing a devotee should understand or any person who wants to follow Krishna consciousness. Brahmacharya is very, very important place when you think. Brahmachari Guru Kule Vasan Dante Guru Ritam. That means the Brahmachari lives under the guidance of Guru so that he can serve him nicely. Brahmachari means controlling the senses, controlling the mind. This is the Brahmacharya. This is missing today's at all. There is no one is talking about Brahmacharya. We talk about so many health problems in this world with so many people. Ayurveda says there are three things. So it is very important. If you want to keep your health in a nice nice position. Three things are Ahar, Nidra, Brahmacharya. Ahar means you are eating, Nidra means you are sleeping and third is your Brahmacharya. If your Brahmacharya is not good, then whether you apply Ahar, Nidra nicely, you will not be able to have a good health. So nobody is talking about Brahmacharya. People talk about Ahar a lot. They will talk about uh, Nidra also a lot. But nobody will talk about Brahmacharya. This is one of the very basic principles in order to uh, practice Krishna consciousness at the same time have a good health. So, these, all these things are available in the scriptures, but unfortunately, nobody is telling. So, today, first time, not today, it is Prabhupada's mercy. Prabhupada has taken this out all these things and trying to give us this knowledge. So, we are very, very fortunate that we are having, able to understand and having uh, to somehow the other access of this knowledge, Krishna consciousness. Otherwise, people, they try a lot this way, that way, they will be frustrated. They won't be able to do this. So, this is the power of chanting Hare Krishna mantra, and this is the power how you can bust this burden of lust by constant engagement in Krishna service is very important by tolerating it do not unnecessarily indulging in it just tolerate it then by reading having present knowledge and by having mantra meditation that means chanting of Hare krishna So if a person does all these things he will definitely slowly he will understand his real position he will try to understand what is what should I do what should I not do ultimately it comes out of bodily concept of life and when it is out of bodily concept there is no longer lust is there in this body and so-called sex life. So if we have to tolerate it, tolerate it and at the same time engage our senses in service of Krishna, then we can uh, control it, otherwise it is not possible. So this is about controlling the the this lust thing and as we discussed it is about it is possible only by devotional service. So ecstasy is only available by spiritual indulgence. Material nature can't give us everlasting happiness, which our heart is searching for. Anand Maya said, said too. This everlasting happiness of the soul can never be attained or achieved in, in the body of by, by material pleasure. It is only possible in the spiritual body in the body. Where a person is trying to experience the spiritual pleasure. So you see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu we are dancing with associates. So in bliss, all of them are in bliss. Why? Because they are with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is in bliss. Their devotees are also in bliss. Similarly, Krishna he supplies what a devotee does not have, and he keeps already what a devotee has. And he gives everything to devotee. Just we have to put faith and engage in service of Krishna. It's possible.